0: Hello, everyone. We are back for another episode of the Arbury Road podcast with myself, Dermot Kavanagh. This week, we're going to focus in on language, why it's important in the EU, why multiple languages are important, and the unique opportunities we have in Europe regarding bilingualism, multilingualism, etc. Joining me, we have the director of the German School of Milan, who has previously worked as a principal and vice principal in several schools in Germany, Manfred Runge. Manfred, thanks a million for joining me. How are you doing today? Well, I'm fine. Thanks to you. So nice to meet you. Nice Likewise. to be here. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Fantastic. So let's get going and let's start. I thought maybe we could begin by you telling us a little bit about the German School of Milan, what it is, how it works and everything like that
1: yeah okay uh, voluntarily well uh, i'm here i've been here for almost two years this summer and uh, as you've uh, said uh, i'm from germany i was principal in germany before and now i'm here and it is a great experience and uh, not only to to add some marketing to my school it's a great school in a great city so I'm, I'm i'm very proud being here to be honest and uh, the school's called uh, scuola germanica and it focuses uh, in its name uh, well the link to germany and what it stands for and uh, that's very important it's uh, quite a large school Uh, We've got uh, a kindergarten and uh, a primary school and a secondary school bringing students to, well, the international A-Level, yeah, to, uh, well, uh, put it bluntly. About 900 uh, students, including the little kids in the kindergarten. Perfect. So
0: could you tell me a bit more about the model of this school? Because, for example, I I was lucky enough to work as a a language assistant in a couple of bilingual high schools in Madrid, here in Spain. But when they say bilingual, what a lot of them mean is that they teach one or two subjects occasionally through English. Is the German School of Milan a more thorough, let's say, is the entire curriculum taught through German? Is it a mix with Italian? How does it work in that sense?
1: Of course we've got both languages here, um, but I wouldn't call it a bilingual school. The focus uh, is on the German language of course because it's a German school and uh, as I said bringing students to, to a level which means uh, to the international abitur of Germany. So we've got to focus on the German language but also students will learn Italian or the majority of our students uh, do come from Italy and uh, have Italian language as a mother tongue. So, uh, this is what makes it out. And, uh, well, um, the thing is that our general principle or well, mission statement, or whatever you might call it, uh, focuses on uh, encounter and language together. So, what we're about to do is bringing different cultures together in this case well, we're talking about italy and germany um, and uh, we think this is most important because the focus on culture it's a focus on encounter of different cultures well in an international surrounding is a focus
0: yeah, absolutely. That makes makes perfect sense. Setting setting students up for life in Europe, where you can encounter many cultures on a daily basis. Um, so, I'm on. Un- I understand that this is a school that's funded by the German government. Is that correct? Well, no, it's not
1: funded by the German government, mm-hmm. but uh, we're an Italian school, and uh, we are supported, of course, by the German government. Got to bring. Mm-hmm. We've got to bring out students, uh, well, uh, a certain amount of students yearly, and therefore we get support. But we also stand for German culture, mm-hmm. stand for encounter, we stand for the German language and the bringing together of Italian and German language and Italian and German culture. And thus we're supported by Germany and we're among approximately 140 schools 140 german foreign schools this is a proper translation
0: brilliant that's a really impressive number of of foreign schools absolutely so you've you've mentioned there the importance of bringing cultures together now bearing that in mind how do you view the the role of english in modern day europe so as you've, you've said, your, your ideas, you want to bring cultures together, bring language together. This is a very important part of the European Union, and yet we've seen English take over and become the dominant language, if you will. How do you view this? Do
1: you see it as a
0: positive thing, as a negative thing?
1: Well, more or less, to be honest, I take it as a fact. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> because I'm sorry for that. As far as I'm concerned, English has always been language number one in the world and uh, it's always been the number one language in europe when it comes to international conversation or language i mean as far as i know uh, german is the most widely spoken language in in europe as a mother tongue but uh, english has always been important and uh, before the days of the european union international conversation and talks, English was the most important language as all, so this is no different at all today. Uh, but uh, being, being a union of, uh, well now... Uh, sorry, I'm very sorry for that, not 28 but 27 don't, uh, don't, nations. Don't, don't uh, ahead, Manfred. I, I'm from Ireland, I have no uh, sense for the break. Not, <laughs> I know I know but' uh, I'm, I'm sorry for all of us that Britain's not with us anymore uh, so we're 27 and um, of course we are very very individual nations, proud nations and uh, um, so I think we got 10 or 11 official languages in the uh, in the union and um, besides English of course, there are rather dominant languages like French or, or, or Spanish uh, and also Italian. But uh, I think the number one language is still English. And uh, so I regard it as very important because every one of us has learned it in school. At school, sorry.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, <clears throat> do you think it's fair to say that people could be? I, I don't think discriminated against if they don't speak English is the right term. But do you think people could be left behind, given that now, as you say, it's pretty much accepted that English is the using quotation marks the common language. If someone doesn't have access to English at a, a public school level, let's say, are these members of Europe likely to be left behind and be
1: excluded as we move forward? I don't know. Well, I think. Um, um, English is uh, essential, uh, fundamental uh, to learn English, but uh, we've got uh, to to include minorities as well, of course. The most important thing is when you meet uh, other people from the Union, in the Union, talking to each other, um, you you need to to be able to, to communicate, you need to be able to understand each other. And if it's not English, well, any other language at all. So it is important that everyone meeting anyone in Europe can talk to each other. And if it's not English, if it's French, I don't care, it's good. If it's not English, if it's Spanish, I don't care, it's good. Mm-hmm. So um, I think uh, sometimes um, it's 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 difficult to. Or it's it's important to make clear that it's not important that it's perfect. We sometimes think, well, uh, we we must be perfect talking to each other. We must be perfect in, in a foreign language. Uh, this is not so important, not so crucial as far as I'm concerned. So uh, it's 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 crucial that we've got uh, courage and openness to a foreign language and, uh, well, then we will we'll be able to, to talk to each other. So uh, I don't only focus on English, I for myself, uh, I'm not good in French. And uh, today I feel very, very sorry. When I was at school, I did Latin and we didn't have a chance to, to choose between French and Spanish only French and Latin. And uh, today I I regret not having focused on French language because it's uh, if one thing is difficult, it's uh, difficult to talk in English when talking to French people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't really care. The main thing is we understand each other.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. And you've you've hit the nail on the head. I think it's not about perfection. It's about communication.
1: But I think there are some
0: merits to learning Latin, too. I mean, if you have a grounding in Latin, you can branch out into yeah, yeah. Several languages, I guess.
1: I, I, I love to be able to read some inscriptions, mm-hmm. which I still can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got to the we've got to the point in history now, I suppose that Latin is so of the past that it is, it's almost like a new, it's almost, there's almost something exciting and appealing about those outdated languages in a way. Okay, so <clears throat> let's talk more about the, the cultural aspect of things because you stress the importance in your, your school of bringing cultures together. Just how important is it culturally to branch out and learn one or two
1: or three languages other than your mother tongue, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, the more the better. Of course, well, it, it, you don't need to, to learn uh, every language, of course. And uh, for example, um, as far as I'm again concerned, it's not so easy for me to learn in Italian because we, gotta, uh, we, are, we are here and uh, we talk German all day long. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult being very tired in the evening studying Italian, but um, all in all, it's important to learn other languages, foreign languages, because you you get uh, or you are able to 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 get to know the culture of a country better, the history of a country better, and this is important in a world um, where we have countries who have strong links, like Italy and Germany, yeah, mm-hmm. got a very very intense past, bringing us together. So it is important to. To, to know part of the language as well, and uh, it's within a uh, 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 world um, in turmoil we're living in right now, where countries move apart from each other again, yeah, we have uh, more nationalistic tendencies, yeah? and uh, it's a contradiction in a world where we think globally, yeah? economically Globalization, politically, well, the other way around, you know, more, more, more a tendency to nationalism. And uh, also for this, it's important to, to come closer again to each other. And well, what could be better than learning a language, learning something about the culture, about habits. And uh, it, it helps you understanding each other.
0: Yeah I agree I think that's
1: my point of view.
0: Yeah as I say I I agree I think there's something there's something quite personal and quite appreciative when a new friend or a new colleague or something puts in the effort to learn something in your language learn something about your culture. I definitely agree it's it's extremely important. And um, so I'd like to touch on something you mentioned there regarding how we're falling back Yeah, we're a bit of a contradiction because we're falling back into nationalism, politically, yet economically we're thinking globally. And it's a bit of a contradiction relating to languages within the EU, because as we've said, English is supreme. English is, although now there are only 1% of native speakers in the EU speaking English, it's the number one language. You've got Spanish, French, German and Italian as well are major, major languages. And citizens, particularly young language learners, are encouraged to take up these languages, but it often comes at the sacrifice of their own languages, their own national language, their mother tongue. How can we address this issue? Because I, I asked this question being from Ireland, where we have the least frequently spoken language in the EU. and. Yet everyone, everyone does Irish in school for 14 years, a lot of people study through Irish, but it's just not used on a daily basis. How can we address, I'm sure this is the same for many of the, the Eastern European countries, for example, we have, we have 24 official languages, nine of them represent 1% or less of the EU's population, a further 10 of them are only spoken by 10% or less, and then you have the big five. So how can we encourage particularly younger learners who will be able to retain the language and become fluent easier? How can you encourage them to continue with their minor languages while also focusing on the major ones that are
1: important to cooperation in Europe? Well, uh, of course, you you got to study your own language as well. Yeah? So you have to appreciate your own language, your own origins. Are very important, you know, to you when being educated at school. So, uh, from my point of view, this is also something schools uh, must take as a treasure. Yeah. Uh, for example, well, uh, we are we are one of the big countries here in Italy, yeah? and, and not uh, not not like an island. No? Yeah. And uh, it is important to to study Italian culture also also in the, in the german school and so um this is important for for any country yes a member of the of the european union and um, but at the same time you got to enable students to to, to get abroad to take part in exchange programs for example which is very difficult right now it's almost impossible right now to be honest yeah so um When we've got the chance again, I regard it as being the most crucial point. Um, Take your talents to the world and uh, learn as much as you can. But don't neglect the country you come from. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't
0: Mm -hmm. agree more. So speaking now as the as the director of the school, what would you like to see applied things that you do well what would you like to see applied to other international schools in other eu member states and if you could change any things about the way things are done either at the european level or particularly in italy or with
1: these german schools what would they be well i'm 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 not an expert uh, when it comes talking about other international schools or language schools because well, I don't know the curriculum or the program or the skills they focus on. So uh, I, I, I refrain from judging, yeah? so it wouldn't be honest to do that. But uh, what I stressed before or when we started talking is that I think it is important not only focus on the mere language, or vocabulary training, or building sentence or linguistic uh, affairs, but uh, combine it with history, culture, and all other affairs. Also, with affairs dealing uh, with politics, economics, and uh, the most important, future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned history because. I mean if we think about the historical context of English rising to the most frequently spoken language in the west at least this all comes from colonization you know leading to eventually onto globalization so it is I I definitely agree that the historical the historical context is is extremely important last question then because I think we've covered everything I wanted to to ask you at the European level, specifically, what would you, is there anything you'd like to see introduced at the political level by the European Union, any sort of standardization or any sort of initiative to really kickstart an interest in maybe learning some of the other languages or establishing more similar programs like the one you have in Italy? Because I can't speak for, again, I'm not 100%, I can say with 99.9% certainty there are not many government backed Irish schools around Europe, you know what I mean? Mm. This seems to be a phenomenon only amongst the biggest nations and those who speak the main languages in Europe. So is there anything we can
1: change? Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, a school, a single school can't offer a variety of languages. Normally, so we at our school of a Latin, of a French, Italian, and German language. So, well, we could, for sure, talk about introducing Spanish, for example, but uh, to to be open to other languages, like Irish, for example, means to be open uh, to to, or to to be open for other countries. Yeah, when, when you go to other countries, when you visit other countries, or when you take part in this change programs, you get a chance to get to know the people living there, to get to know the system, and to get to know the culture. And I regard it as very, very important when we've got the chance again. As I've mentioned before, and, uh, take all you have out to the world, be open, go to other countries, learn about different cultures. And you will also get a glimpse of the individual language and very difficult of course. for example,'ve I've been to Poland uh, several times and I appreciate it a lot but uh, it's hardly impossible for me to to learn Polish because it's had to be one of the most difficult languages in the world
0: huh? yeah No. Ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, I've heard, I have a I have a cousin who became fluent in Polish from working on a construction site with a, a lot of Polish men in Ireland, and he said it is incre. he tried to explain some of the grammar structures to me once, it's just incredible, the number of tenses and everything. Okay, Manfred, I think we're going to leave it there. Thanks a million for answering those questions. It was great yeah. to hear from someone with, you know, real, real life, hands on experience in this area. I think you've given a real, a really good overview to to how things work and what some of the key changes we need to we need to make and some of the, the initiatives we need to back in, yeah. particularly in terms of cultural integration and crossover so thank you very much for joining
1: me yeah you're welcome i i might like if i may uh, end uh, with a sentence uh, because i'm 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 right now reading a book of my students from harari a brief history of mankind mm-hmm. and uh, i like talking to you about languages because well he stresses What makes a difference? He sees mankind as an animal of uh, no significance, but the difference is the language. Mm -hmm. And that makes it clear. So, um, thank you very much indeed for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. That was absolutely our
0: pleasure. I hope we'll speak again soon. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, take care.